Welcome back. I'm Shiko. I'm Nyam. And I'm Gavani. And this is Okay Kiasi. Whoa. 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 You already I know. know I'm Calendria. Don't play with me. That was entire. Okay. That was Michelle. That was very Michelle of you. Michelle is a falsetto. That's, That's me. It's so funny because like I I'm always like Michelle the most. Yes. Me and Michelle every time. I'll like her. <laughs> but I feel like my character is more Beyonce, but like I wanted to be Michelle. Because You're like Beyonce. her parts were always the I'm, best. Like Yeah. And in all of the saddest and gladness, still. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a digression, guys. <laughs> I mean, what are we at season four? Oh, also, but season can we talk four. about. Oh, yeah. We haven't even welcomed them. Hello. Hello. We're still chaotic. Thank you for sticking people. with us. <laughs> I don't know why. Welcome to season four. Where? The Destiny's Child website is now coming soon. I saw. Just so you know. I it's saw. And you think that video. everyone's coming back together and sync have a new album. I mean, is it the 90s? What is happening? Anyway. We're on the street. Oh, wait. And sync has a new album. I didn't they know are that. About to, yeah. No, so they did the, the first girl. They have an Instagram for NSYNC. They're telling us coming soon. Ubani, you know, the American calendar. I don't know what month. It's Maybe it's in December. Who knows? You people mix up the numbers. I don't know. You know, I saw up, them in Justin Timberlake's TikTok, but I I just assumed. I mean, it's they came together to present for VMAs, mm-hmm. and then it was a soft launch. You know how people do with their boyfriends? <laughs> they did it. They said we're together. Everyone was like, "Oh my god!" For their words, they're like, "No, for an album." Oh my god! So good. Hey. So whoa, I mean. Boys to men broke our hearts, so, but in sync, might not. Praise the Lord. I mean, I don't even know. So, moral of the story mm-hmm. is, we just have to save our money. Because for sure, a legend, for, for this is a legend. Act <laughs> 2, you know how Beyonce did Act 1 re- Renaissance? Okay. I always have a legend Beyonce facts. Let me tell you, I'm so deep in Beyonce talk. I was it's laughing so wild. you because you said a legend. Like a... <laughs> You could let her prosper. You could let it go. You could let it go. Wow. I'm started doing that on purpose. I didn't even notice I did it. <laughs> is it Kalani, is it you who usually does oh, that? I feel like me, Jesus. I picked it from someone. Yeah, I picked me. it from someone. I only say Jesus. Anything else? It's you by yourself. Lil. I say Lil and Jesus. Anything else? has it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Act two is Destiny's Child. Act three uh-huh. is B and Jay Z. But wow. that one is just maybe. Anyway. Sinaja, no. you're anyway. Act three. Act two can Say be literally. So. Same thing the internet it? said, girl. Yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for, for Jay Z and his nostrils. <gasps> bitch. <laughs> you <Wow>. said. <laughs> Not you sniffing. Not you sniffing. Anyway, 
Guys, hey, we've really started so carefully. Welcome to season four. We're still crazy. We have so much exciting, exciting stuff coming for you. Well, really like excited. number one, I have a question for you, Nyambura, mm-hmm. <laughs> our scholar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fans asked. For I have it. a couple of words that the fans asked for it. I have a couple of words okay. that okay. I need you to describe for me. All right. We have to give the people what So, are want. you ready? Hop off. One minute on the clock. Dunda. Dunda is... um. You didn't say dance. thank you for that question. Okay. Yeah, hello. You failed. From the top. Let's start again. Dunda. Thank you for that question. <laughs> Dunda is to dance. No, oh, it's not. To move your body. Dunda, Dunda, uh-huh. Dunda. It's also to disco. Um, you can be going to the dunda, you know, you're going to the outside in the night. It's a dunda also. Thank you. <laughs> a light. A light? Okay. Um, thank you for that question. A light can be a light. Um, however, it can also be shukisha. Um, it is to say, <laughs> get, get off. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm getting off at the next stop when I'm using the bus or the matatu. Therefore, I am going to alight. Use it in a sentence. Conductor, please may I alight? <laughs> it's more like, wait, wait, I'm okay. under pressure here. <laughs> okay. Uko smart. Uko smart is how you tell someone their fit is fitting. Like, you're looking incredible. 10 out of 10. Uh, you know, the orange is oranging uh, on the melanin. So you will say uko smart. Smart is looking clean. Outfit, check, correct. Hey, you have said smart. It's smart. not smart. It's smart. It's smart. <laughs> Not smart, it's smart. It's okay, smart. Uka, smart. It's smart. Yeah. Thank smart. you. Thank you. Oh, we'll start saying that Uko smart. Yeah. Uko smart. Oh, you're so smart today. Okay, and last no, one. It's giving fashion. Last one. Mjanja. Thank you for that question. Mujanja <laughs> is someone who is uh, tricky um true yeah um smart when you are dodgy dodgy plus tricky um but also maybe shrewd because you know like someone who's mjanja but like in a good way like Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm out of my depth. God. Yeah, Amujanja not using is someone who is clever. Think of Kakasungura, my guy. Yeah, wise. The hair, the hair. No, it's not wise. Not, the hair wasn't wise. It's not wise. wisdom necessarily. No, the cunning. I think the word the you're word. looking for. Cunning. Well, I was going to say sly. As also that. As a fox. So, hey, 
join us next week for same events. Wow. Thank you. Wow. I think you did that. A plus. A plus. Claps for our scholarship. Thanks. Send us the other <laughs> send us any other words you want to describe for us on our Instagram. Thank you. Uh-huh. We'll Love start it. a list and then every so often rapid fire. Today we didn't time up because it's the I'm first ready. time. So after this, it will be a minute on the clock. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Got you. We can spin the wheel. You don't Let's tell people do how you've been. It. Oh yeah, how have I been? <laughs> Actually, well, Nyam spins, I'll tell you how I've been, and then we can tell you how you've been. You got huh? me. How, tell how the people, I don't know what this English what is, is happening. <laughs> Let's start that whole sentence. Even when you said, I don't know what this English is going, <laughs> Jesus, it just continued being wrong. I glitched. I literally <laughs> glitched. Hey, what you just witnessed. This is our was, sister who lives uh, in America. System error. <laughs> hey, the Matrix. Oh. Anyway, um, how have I been? I think I've been good. Um, I haven't really been having anything that I'm looking forward to. Um, so what I did is I started planning a Halloween party. So yes, it might be September, but by September fifth, I already had uh, my invitation sent, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. I'm yours. Um, to <laughs> our <laughs> Halloween party. Uh, it's really not that even big of a deal. I'm just going to have a couple of friends over at my house. But I feel like Halloween is just one of those um, events that are fun to look forward to. The decorations. It's a themed party. So everyone's going to come decked out in their costumes. I can't wait to see is who always you fun. I feel like themed themed parties, you, you're going to die. Although I feel so like I'm about you. to change it because of controversy. But then do I care? No. Um. So stand by. Isn't stand Halloween by. meant to be controversial? I mean, no, it's just supposed to be slutty. But last oh. time you went slutty, the time you had that thing. Yeah, I was hoping the S word you're going to yeah, use right. is scary. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know nothing anyway, about Halloween. Anyway, so that's what's going on in my life. I am planning a Halloween party. Please send me mood boards, inspiration. If you have, if you see something on Pinterest, send it my way. I've realized that the gift God gave me is the power of hosting and I need to use it. To Amen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a gift that skipped me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know. Amen. I know. Hallelujah. Actually, no, I sometimes... Gazoni. Have you even had people in your house before? Actually, I'm a pro game nights and things like that. Love it. But what I do, unlike you and your sister... My cutlery is plastic. My plates are plastic. Because who's going to do dishes after that? It's not me. No right, said the cat. You can. No right, said the dog. No right, because I'm not doing it, okay? So if you don't like plastic, don't come to my house. Because my thing is normally dishes (laughs) after. It's done. That stresses me. So I just give everyone plastic. Sometimes I can make it bougie Mm. plastic so that it's hard. The point is it's being thrown. Please note, I'm not an African mother who keeps her plastic after. Okay? No. <laughs> I feel <Shots> myself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, I all of us, we have that house where you like, you see plastic and you're like, oh my God, thanks God, no dishes. And then you find those plastic things. And the way it's so hard to clean those ridges. Please, Jesus, trauma. Anyway. <laughs> Wah. Wow. Me through my plastic. That's... 
away host. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, what's going on in your life? Um, I'm good, just chilling. Uh vibing. I'm kicking back and I'm vibing. I'm chilling. I'm good. Yeah. Nothing exciting happening. Hey. Maybe preparation for my competition. <gasps> you have another yeah. one. Yeah. She's become an yeah, athlete. On 20th. Don't play with October. her. But I haven't started preparing She's for it. Speaker. But like we are now a month out. So watch this space. Only an athlete would say that when they were in the gym today. It's like I haven't just started. Is it the same preparing. event? Um, it's not the same event. It's I mean, it's a different one. A different competition but this one is being run by our coaches like the the organization that we train with um I, why i'm saying i haven't started preparing is because it's a team event and we haven't really started working out too seriously as a team um, but we are on the same program so at least we know we're doing kind of similar things or strengthening at the same pace so yeah we'll see how it goes as always my priority will be fun first and then Everything else is a bonus. Yeah. So yeah, shall I spin? Now, next year you'll be a CrossFit babe. Champion. Yeah, for if. You know, actually, my coach was saying to me, by the Open, the CrossFit Open, which is usually like in January, Feb, he's like, I should be entering that competition, the global one. As an individual? Whoa. Oh! 24 point something. Am I going to see you on Netflix? Hey, yeah, Gazani has <laughs> all the footage for my documentary. Actually, you're right. As long as I get, as long as I get credit, okay, nyam, spin like a record, spin, 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 spin. Me, yeah. I love the way you play. Let me tell you how the other day this song was playing in the gym, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's your podcast song." <laughs> okay, Kiasi taking over. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I hope every time someone hears that song, they think of you us. You gotta think of us like Shout a record spin. Actually, yeah, just tag us if you listen to the song and think of us. Nice. We landed on on replay. So what are you guys listening to? Myself, I'm listening to Zeze, okay? No, no, yeah. Zeze <laughs> is um, um, the DJ on Spotify. <laughs> you know, Spotify, I have this new AI... <laughs> DJ hey, who's like, it's hi, DJ. my name is Xavier. The first 100. time he came, he was like, hi, my name is Xavier. Oh, I'm not like the normal AI DJs. And yeah, so I call him Zeze. Zeze is X. Whatever Zeze plays for me is what I'm listening to right now. Um, I really like how yeah. he actually has some fire things. He does. Then he's like, we're going to take it back to the artist. <laughs> Yesterday, he was like, while... Um, Ben, if I were coming out, you were listening to this music by Tiwa Savage. I said, Zayze. <laughs> Not you being on top of... Um, Tell me more. Yeah, I said, wow. Not you being the shade room and a DJ. Oh, my God. Anyway, so I'm listening to Zayze. His name is X, but me, I call him Zayze because he's my boy. Yeah? What are you listening? Switching genres. <laughs> I've actually also been listening to him. Um, I remember I was in the car and I, 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 the, the only thing is that he talks a bit too much. I was just like, it's giving radio. Um, so I, I was so. in the car. It's not as much, but like, because I'm used to music without talk or interruption. The other day I was in the car and I had him playing and then he just 
because my music was on loud, he was like, I hope you enjoyed that. I almost jumped out of the car myself. I was just like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Anyway. Um, Don't hate on my boys. Standing. Um, I've discovered like some nice music from his playing. So I think what I've been playing a lot is this Habana Haba, which is colossal music, music in FG or FEG. Um, that I got from him. Um, Nairobi, he, he was calling it Nai- like Nairobi New R&B. I think it's really a vibe. Um, and then also I discovered this guy called Mike Kaihura. He's, I think, Randy's. Um, so there's a song of his called Tuza, which I've been listening to also. Same kind of vibe, like vibey. Um, yeah, but that's what I've been listening to. On top of my regular, you know, you know, our gospel inspiration, fun times. <laughs> as usual, as usual. You stay on brand, Chico. Personally, personal, personally. I broke my body. Throwback. Anyway, um, personally, I don't, I haven't really been listening to much music, which is very strange for me, um, because I, I, I think also I haven't really been going anywhere, and I listen to music a lot in the car, um, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently around the house. Um, Bethany Franco has, I've been listening to her podcast a lot. Um, I feel like she's just like such a breath of fresh air, like with celebrities these days. She just seems like very real. Um, she's Ooh, done a lot is. of like. Who's that? She's one of real one of the OGs Housewives of New York. Oh, um, okay. She, okay, I know Bethany. When you say it like that, I know skinny, uh, skinny, skinny brands. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um. Her content has been like giving me life recently. She does these reviews also on TikTok where she just kind of like, I went to the Dollar Tree and spent my money on this so you don't have to. Or like she'll compare like really like bougie things to like Dollar Tree. She'll be like, don't buy this YSL lipstick. Go to Ulta and buy this Vaseline oh, or whatever. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but I, I just feel like it's like such a fresh and new perspective that we're not used to seeing. I feel like celebrities and influencers these days, everyone, everyone, even people who don't, like are just random people on Instagram. Everyone feels like they're superior and have complexes to them. And the only thing you see on the internet is like perfect days and like photoshopped bodies and like all that stuff. And even me, my page looks like that. But (laughs) no Photoshop though. No Photoshop. We go to the gym. But at the same time, you know, it's also really nice to have that like fresh content. So it's not really anything that I've been listening to, but I've been consuming podcasts. Okay. That's cool. Fun time. So guys, we are going into episode one. Um, We're going to give a trigger warning. It's not too heavy, I don't think. But it's trigger warning for people who may have um, sensitivities towards... Why, do, why am I saying it? Loin springers. <laughs> towards loin springers. Yeah, thanks. Um, we'll be talking... We won't be talking about infertility, but um, infertility is also a sensitivity. 
that you need to be mm. cautious of. We're talking children. Sure. Shall we get into it? Calcium suckers. Let's do it. <laughs> Hold on. Jeannie Mai. Hello. Jeezy. Please. Did you guys see that? Wild. We don't have time. Let's take it wow. offline. Please. Okay. Okay. Hey. Hey. The episode, guys. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Um, so today we're discussing uh, children. Um, I think we have discussed relationships so much in our previous seasons and maybe some of our thoughts have come up in those episodes as well but we thought that this is something that we want to go into a little deeper um and so guys i'm going to start by asking you a question in terms of when you are growing up um as as a youth uh what was your view on as a youth dem as a youth what was your view your view on having children um yeah or what did you grow up thinking about children and having them uh shiko you can start that off sure um personally i really feel like i always wanted children um i think my personality has always been that of nurturing very like I don't know. I just remember even in kindergarten, I was the kid who was pulling people's teeth out mm. um, when they were shaking. I was like, oh, it's shaking. You're scared. I got you. You know what I mean? I've always had that like very nurturing. Maybe it's back. I'm telling you it always circles back to the dentist. <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> anyway. It's weird. Okay, thank you. Please. <laughs> But yeah, I've always um wanted kids. Um for the longest time I said I wanted three. Um and that was a number. I really had planned. I had even thought about how my kids are going to look. I was like, you know, when you're younger growing up in Kenya and you have all these tribes and everything, you're like, Do you want fully kikuyu children? Do you want wow. some lower features in there? Like I, I was detail oriented. I planned, I planned on my future husband. <laughs> Yami's looking at me like, what is going on? No, no, go off, sis. I'm like, you better in- reverse engineer that child, man. <laughs> because I was like, the hair matters. Are we going to all suffer? <laughs> Are we going to suffer? Is it going to be soft? Like, I need to know what I'm preparing myself for. Um, But... The older I got, I feel, or the older I get, the more and more I feel my vision switching. Dum, dum, dum. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to leave that there for right now. Okay, that's cool. Yadani. Yadani, what Let me tell you when I was a youth. Okay? You could not tell me by the time I'm 30, I would not have three children. I was meant to get married at 25. <laughs> hear me and hear me correctly. First child was meant to come when I'm 27. The second child... 28 if they weren't twins if they were twins i was done if they were not because you know we are children of a twin therefore i was like 28 the twins show up do you understand that i have planned them in how they should show up the twins can be the first one i don't want that pressure so they are going to be the second ones they'll be at 28 if not at 30 i was going to have another child it's going to be the last one they better not be a twin because i was not planning on having more than three children Four out of the question. There are children. <laughs> and the quote you was, sold the baby. why would I have children? I mean, I will have had to think about the second born disappearing so that I have three and four. I don't know. We'll have Facebook marketplace. Yeah, I mean, 
You know, after we had an episode of SVU where they call it rehoming. So I just have rehomed one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been it's like, so Craigslist, who wants a healthy baby? Not a twin. Okay? Or one half of a twin set. Oh my god, she's joking, guys. Advantage <laughs> before they before they think they're coming to me. Disadvantages they might disown you when they're 18 trying to find their missing half. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I had a plan. <laughs> um, by the time I'm 30, <laughs> I was gonna be done. And I used to say with confidence, I can't have a child over 30. That's a waste of my time because we need to grow up together. Because Gilmore girls, guys. Uh-huh. All right. So, how am I going to be? Also, when we were young, 35 and having a child, your grandmother, you're in menopause. Therefore, how? <laughs> I mean, your eggs are rotten, they are dry. <laughs> You yeah, know? honestly, where did we get that from? It yeah. was like, have all your children in the 20s. Yeah, we used to be told, like, yeah. it, I don't know that I was specifically told, but I used to feel like having a child after 30 is like the greatest task you will ever have. Because people used to be like, can you imagine running after a child in the playground when you are in your 30s? And you know, when you're young, 30 is so old. So I was just like, guy, I'll be a show show running in the playground. Guy. Um, that was my plan as a youth to have three children i don't know if it's three because we were three because we were perfect you know i mean guys i even you guys want three children after you've listened to our podcast we get it but like wow yeah what was your view queen of projection yeah i also grew up just knowing um that yeah i'll have i'll get married and i'll have children um i didn't think about their hair texture for sure but i always felt like she did. <laughs> I, I always felt like I wanted That's that anti saloon trauma for me. Yam was like, I Our love so. will make their hair comable. Uh, shut up, Gazoni. Anyway, um, yeah, so I always knew I wanted kids, and you know, I, I used to teach Sunday school or volunteer even like at vacation Bible school for like the younger kids, um, Kwanza Kresh, like five and under. So I've always loved babies and I was like, I mean, there was no question. To be honest, I never felt like I was thinking about it. Like it was a given, you know, like how you go to school at a certain age. Um, it was a given that I will have kids. Um, I always wanted boys, um, but I was also like, I guess a mini me would be cute. But Same. yeah, I've always felt like. Boy mom vibes and things like that, yeah. So now let me ask you the question because from that explanation, it seems like things have changed. So has any, that that feeling or what you grew up desiring, how has that changed? Um, and maybe you can tell us why, if it has changed, why it changed? Um, sure. So for me, I feel like personally right now, I don't want children. Um, oh, bold. I think, yeah, I, let's just put it out there. I don't think I have one children right now. But in that statement, giving myself grace and allowing for the flexibility of a changed mind, mm -hmm. because that is part of the human experience as well. Changing yes, your mind girl. Different seasons, you know what I mean? So, human experience. <laughs> Yes, human experience. Human experience. Let's go. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times people are, like these days are afraid to make statements because especially in like a, a public forum, like we're doing it mm. just because if your mind changes or whatever it is, then you feel like you're not necessarily credible, but I don't think that's yeah. necessarily fair. We should be given mm. grace to change our minds whenever we want to. Yeah. yeah. So um, the reason I've come to that conclusion, and by the way, before I continue talking about this, just know that me and my husband are very much on the same page about all of this mm. um, and how we, we feel. So we're, we're not a divided home. <laughs> <laughs> we are not a divided home. Yeah, thank him, thank him. Your feelings on this topic. Yeah, but I don't know if it's because we also, at this stage of, in, of our lives, are so invested in building our careers, number one, and our livelihoods. Um, we also don't have the room or the space for a child. And especially coming out of education, I see the importance of being a present parent when you decide to have kids. Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, have the kid and then send them to school or whatever, have someone else take care of them. Like, when that happens, you see how much emotional, I don't know, it's almost like the kid, I'm trying to... I don't know why I'm trying to walk on eggshells around this topic. But I feel like a lot of times with African parents, uh-huh. it's the emphasis is on being able to provide for that child financially. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of us, I feel, grew up with emotional neglect mm-hmm. um, where we did not necessarily feel safe in our homes to share the emotional side of us Mm -hmm. which is unfair almost Mm -hmm. and I feel like when I think about being a parent I want to be able to provide that emotional aspect of a relationship or give my child the room to be able to express that and currently, right now in my life, I'm not there. I don't have it in me to give that to someone else right now. It's already enough giving it to what was my job first. Already enough giving it to my husband. And I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just being realistic about the situation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also trying to stay afloat in 2023 with all the craziness of the world. Yeah. I don't have it in me to give it to someone else. And it's not fair to bring someone into a situation where they're not going to get everything that they probably deserve. Mm. And yeah, that's kind of why right now I'm like anti-kids. Besides this economy is just wild. (laughs) (laughs) That part. And everyone is sad and depressed, and I, it's a sad world right now. I don't want to bring kids into this. Mm. Yeah, and global warming. <laughs> Listen. Anyway, yeah. Um. So I think how that has changed. To be honest, I don't think first me having children changed as a deliberate effort. I feel like life happened. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't making decisions to be like I don't want to have children. I think. Um, having a marriage that didn't work out 
put like a different perspective on children in that context at that time, um, which made me a bit more sensitive, I think, to like who you're having a child with, you know, like there's so many, you know what Chico is talking about, like there's so many other things you need um, to be okay with or have processed um, as you bring a child into this world. And it's not for, yeah, so I would say I was still, as I, when I got married, I was like, yeah, children are still the plan. That was the general idea. But as the breakdown of the marriage was happening, I was just like, eh, um, yo, I don't know if I can take care of someone else as well as myself in this situation. Um, and I'm glad in that situation that they didn't come. Yes. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Were you worried about the person you would be raising kids with ever? Um, I wasn't until the cracks started to show. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. by the time I was getting married, I was not concerned. I mean, like the dream is to start a family and, you know, you know, that's what we're going to do. Um, I don't know if I've shared before, but there were some challenges. So we also knew that we would need some scientific help to be able to have babies naturally. Um, and so when I would consider that, um, there's a higher investment, not only financially, but also emotionally to be able to bring a child into the world. And then considering what was happening, I was just like, it's really too much. I would drown. Um, so I guess some people, you know, that traditional, there was a lot of like traditional aunts and older generation people in Kampala who would be like, yeah, no, but children can save a relationship or, you know, someone can become more serious when you have kids. Um, I don't hold that view. In the end, while it was quite sad in the moment that the children were not coming, I also see it as an answered prayer because who knows how things could have panned out in that situation. So in this current time, I still feel like uh, I want to have children but i think my thought process around what that looks like has shifted uh and i've also had to sit with this for a bit um and again like i was telling you it's usually like relationships that bring me to that questioning place of okay if i was so sure that this is what i want to do in this situation but things have panned out in this way what does that mean um and of course age is a factor now for me as well so uh i still want them but the why and the how i think i've really spent some time thinking through over the last couple of years yeah yeah um in my life currently i don't want children um not currently like i don't want children right now i don't want children because the more i think about it the f- i feel like I get so in my head about having them and what life would have to be like with them or what that looks like that it doesn't sound like an enjoyable thing anymore. Like I feel like part of the vibe of when I was younger is there's an innocence that comes with the lack of knowledge of how systems work, how the world is, how, you know, that makes it a bit easier. But now Mm -hmm. I'm just like, with how much I'm working, um, taking my child to the school I want to take them to, how much harder I'd have to work or what I'd have to do for that. It's just, it doesn't make sense. 
and then also yeah i feel like I, I know for sure i don't have a child on my own so in my head i have this perfect thing i always tell people it's determined like my partner would determine whether or not i have children but the more i think about it the more i'm like you might have this perfect plan where the perfect person comes and then you have the children and everything's perfect and then something happens and your partner is not there anymore you know what i mean so then do I give my children like what what does that look like then because I'm back in the space where I didn't want to have children on my own but then it's not like I can be like okay I quit being a mom now that my partner is gone and that's the only reason why I wanted one so it just makes it it just feels easier the thought of not having them the other has that viewpoint changed for you has that viewpoint changed for you since the passing of your ex Mm, mm, no no I don't think it was, I think when I was in a relationship with him, I was still in a space of, if it happens, it happens. But I feel like the more I exist in my singleness, maybe, um, the easier it is to be like, see must. Because also for me, I think, and I know we've talked about it before sometimes, is I'm just like, I want to be the one who has like Christmases in her house with everyone in the house. And I'm just like, if my child is having a birthday, why should they bring a child into a space where they have to do the juggling with juggles? Throughout? You know what I mean? So I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, being an auntie is just easier because mm. I know we have therapy. I know we have, all, like, yeah, we have systems that work. But do I want to do that work? Like, do I really want to? Being a parent is so much work. One, I know I'll fuck my child up, so I already know I have to do therapy. Outside <laughs> Don't of, say that. No, but they say no, 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 not in a bad way, but they always say your parent has a way where they'll do something that your child feels some type of way about. So I know I have to do therapy okay, yeah. with child, you know what I mean? So I'm like, there's that I have to think about. Then there's my partner. What's my child's reaction to the partner? Then the family dynamics. Then who I want to just wake up? You know, right now, if I'm like, I'm going to the coast tomorrow, I don't have to think about nothing. Porongai. Mm. <laughs> I don't have to think about anything. <laughs> at that point in time, there's so much more you have to think about. And sometimes I'm just like, do I want that work in my life? Because currently a child sounds like work. And there should be work, which is a good thing. But do I want to be that person? Or do I want to rock up to your house? Pick the child up. Go live my best life. Two weeks, three weeks. And then be like, says. Also, guys, do you know how expensive university is? I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I want it. I really don't yeah. think I want okay. it. So, And also I saw something on TikTok, which is, I'm going to be a bit dark, but they're like, maybe healing the next generation is not having them. So I'm on that Ooh. train right now. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey. What a make drop. Okay, so I want to like kind of ride on something you brought up in terms of you want to have kids with a partner. So I want to find out from you guys, okay, well, I guess for you guys, your own kids is not something you're looking to do, but what's your view on like kids outside of a partnership or outside of marriage or, you know, that kind of thing? I believe in whatever individuals feel like doing, honestly. I kind of think it's wild to go on the journey of parenthood alone Mm. because just it's a lot of work I'm sure Mm. you know 
being a single parent is not easy. I mean, I saw it happen. You know what I mean? I saw my mom. I grew up with one. <laughs> and um, I know she had to balance a lot. I know it was not easy. Um, but I also understand some people have that desire inside of them mm. to have that bond or to have a child. And if that's what their desire, their heart's desire truly is, mm. I mean, it really will, yeah. they'll, they'll make it work. Yeah. They'll make it work because that's what they want to happen. Kudos to you, but could never be me. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, it's a no. Yeah. For me, for sure, it's a no. I, I, do, I will not even, you know how some people I feel like they're called to be parents. So it would be like, um, it doesn't matter what I, I like. I've had stories about women who which is at a point in time and they're just like, you know what, I'm going to have a child on my own. And I respect that. But I feel like sometimes it's okay to be that person because sometimes parenthood, the partner doesn't have to be a spouse or a man. It could be if Yam has a child, I am the person who shows up. Like, if you have, as long as you have a solid person who you can count on, I feel like your community matters. Because I feel like... Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's not necessary. So if you're doing it on your own, yes, like you're the primary person on your own. But if you have, like, people who you can count on, depend on, know they rock with you, ride with you, then it's perfect. Because I'm, like, sometimes tradition. It's not the traditional partner, romantic, whether, whatever you are. Yeah, I get that. If you're in the LGBT qua. Because, like, you, any of you right now, Gadoni or Nyam, if you had a child right now, I'm fine. you would be fine. You know what I mean? Like, Nyam can be, like, I'm dropping it off at Gadoni, so I'm dropping it off at Mom's. Or you ha- also have a very solid friend group. Yes. You know what I mean? Not if. She said English. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> She can say that yeah. I'm dropping it off. <laughs> She's dropping it off. <laughs> At least you know where object. It is. It doesn't flash. I didn't even notice I did that. <laughs> External hard drive. Drop it off. Night to Masai now. The guy is on his way. Yeah. Guys, okay, can you tell I don't want children? <laughs> Yeah, tell me. But I feel like if you have that, yeah. if you have a community around you, I feel like it's okay. If you don't have the community, yeah, I the amount of respect I have for you because having a child with a partner is still hard work. If you're going to go knowing for sure you are doing it alone, solo, I don't want to go this place if I'm gonna do it solo like that, and you are still doing it. I throwback. Thank you. Thank you. Yum, amazing happiness. Yum is just floating over here. We just need to revive his EFM so she knows. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I respect his EFM. But to answer your question, me, and never be me. As in, you can't do it solo. But, and this is why I was asking, based on your explanation, Gadoni, then see, you have me. What's stopping you? I, not, I want a person inside my house when I'm like this child of yours I want to be able to do that <laughs> oh okay <laughs> if I can't come at you with this energy oh so you think I shift alone because nigga you better if I can't do that to you you're not the person I'm having a child with you know I see <laughs> and also before Nyam sorry Nyam before you go um, 
geographic location matters as well because it's not only a solid community mm. uh, ma- i don't want to say majority but a lot of people in kenya can afford a house help or mm. home help you know what i mean so you can be able to go to work and your child will be fine at home because you have someone there mm-hmm. in america in order to afford that luxury you have to be making hella money you know what i mean mm. it's not it's not a thing that a regular person has a nanny and if they do it's typically for like oh we're going out for two hours come to the house you know what i mean yeah well that's so interesting so um remember i was saying how i've had to go on this journey of really questioning this whole child thing um and one of the things that i was processing in that time is if i really need a partner to have a child um and nowadays i feel like i'm okay to have a child alone yeah i think um and i've also been wondering if that's coming from a i i really want to be sure that i'm making the decision but not coming from a jaded perspective where relationships are concerned right mm-hmm. um looking at it separately uh and so i think for me it's a possibility i i don't rule it out i don't think it has to happen with uh a person in in the picture um but the timing of when that will happen is what uh i don't know and that's i think one of the other things i was processing is of course by the time you hit like 35 your gynecologist is already telling you and reminding you every time you go for your pap smear that babe if you're trying to have them babies <laughs> figure it out or you're running you're running behind right you need to start um, yeah <laughs> right so um for a long time i really wanted to have children in the confines of a marriage or a relationship uh but now i'm open to having it outside of that but i also really questioned myself on why do i want to have kids like is it just for a mini me you know or is it for you know what is expected like i just grew up knowing that you grow up you get married you have children um as in so it's like a natural progression of what you're supposed to do um or is it about legacy and then now thinking about like am i being selfish in wanting these things in another human being um and so for a long time i've been focusing a lot more on being a great tata because i'm like i still do love babies and i want babies in my Auntie. life yeah tatas are aunties but i just realized that it doesn't mean that they have to be my own to be my own yeah and i have so many great friends who have children between the age of like zero to even 18 19 10 days you know uh 18 19 year olds so i have the opportunity to have children without having them at very many different stages of life and just be there for them so in terms of emotional fulfillment i'm like i can still get that without having them myself so i think that also kind of helped me take the pressure off like this time stamp or even thinking about if i want to have a child by myself it has to happen now Yeah so I don't feel that pressure of the biological clock or the societal clock anymore because I feel like the fulfillment that I seek in 
having a child, I am still able to meet plenty of that by being a good aunt. But who will take? And I feel like you're the best aunt ever. (laughs) I really try to be. I love them babies. Yeah. Hey, but Kazani poses a good question. Ask it again for the people in the back. But who will take care of you when you're 80? <laughs> Oscar. That's a good question. Facts, no. I believe um, enough to go to an asshole. Yes, please. You really think you if I save I'll put myself into a fancy place. You really think if I've saved enough money on university fees? I don't have money to do things <laughs> with. Guys. <laughs> You're right. Also, you're also, right, you're right. your children will take care of you. Please, who told you? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask honestly guys, if we've seen anything from the old ages of our parents and everything. Yeah, and how TikTok nowadays guys are like some of I your children. So now that Sorry. person who is planning yeah. on being damn when they with that child, when the child is not they're not going to take care of even you. So what are you doing? Because that's a, that's an interesting question. Like people say that all the time. Like if you don't have children, who's going to take care of you when you're older? But at the end of the day, they you've spent so much money putting kids through school and everything. May I put that money towards a bomber's retirement home where we play bingo for breakfast? Yes. Sure. Don't play with me. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys what, like, your, I guess, your fears or hindrances would be towards having kids. But I think you've answered some of that. I know, Shiko, you talked about, like, work, career, progression. Um, like, that That would be the priority now. Um, and even not having the space for the emotional um, support. Gadani, I think you talked about the expenses. Um, but also and all on career, I feel like, as women... Once you've had a child, it changes your trajectory in the career path you're having because they start to they start to undermine you or they start to feel like you can't be you can't have both, you know. So I remember like I remember when I worked at the airport, there's a lady who just had a baby, probably six months old. And another lady went and was like to the boss, she can't do like farm visits. We used to go and visit like the clients and she's like, she can't do them because she has a baby. And so when the boss was like, oh, I heard you can't do them. She's like, no, me, I, I can. Me, like, why can't I? And so those things where it's just like, wow. remember even one of my colleagues currently. That would never happen here, though. One of my colleagues currently where she was told, oh, because w- w- we work with a lot of Swedish people. And it's like, would you be able to travel? Because I know you have a husband and a child. And I'm like, how is that even a thing? Like, is there a father who's asked this question? And it really bothers me sometimes where, having a child for a woman actually genuinely changes the trajectory. Like now for me, who'd probably need to travel for certain things, would I be able to, not even would I be able to, would it be offered to me or would someone take away the opportunity? Not because they've asked me and I said no, but because I'm a mother. So in their head, they're just like, she won't do it. True, but you know, sometimes I think it's an it's kind of a double-edged sword. So, I mean, and my hope and what I've seen happen over the maybe last couple of years is we're now also having a bit more of uh, women representation in, like, these boardrooms and, you know, at higher levels of senior leadership. So that ceases to be, like, one of the things that come up because they know the experience themselves. Um, But more than that, sometimes I know that there are moms who would actually 
prefer not to travel because they have kids, you know, it does factor into their decision making in terms of opportunities that they're going to go for um, and that kind of thing. So on the one hand, I hear where you're coming from, but sometimes I do or I have seen or experienced that there are some people who have children knowing that they are willing to change their lives in those perspectives. But I'm okay with it if it's their choice. And this is the problem. Hold on. And this is the problem. Nyam, you brought up a really interesting point. But at the end of the day, I feel like, and this is a bold statement again, if you're not willing to make those sacrifices, you should not be having children. Because 100% having children should change the careers that you're going into because i'm sorry you can't be a big shot lawyer traveling from here to here and here and still have i mean people do it all the time they have children but those are the children who had everything provided for them from a financial standpoint from an educational standpoint Mm -hmm. went on lush vacations around the world but also had like that emotional neglect or not that connect with their parents because their parents were always gone not always because i feel like sometimes also because i know someone who's a boss babe and she's able to travel because her partner and her have this understanding and i feel like as long as in your home i'm like in your home if you have the understanding so that's why i'm like if your friend has chosen to change her career path or understands how it's affected and is okay with it when having the children then babe, go 100, like go off. My thing is when it becomes, it's not my choice. It's being taken away from me yeah. outside mm. of my willingness. And that's cultural, which is, because, which sucks. Correct. Because there's no man who ever will stop going on travels because he had children. Like that's not a consideration you have, but we are both parents. So why is it his career does not get affected in any sense from like factual office? If he chooses to do something different, yes. But women, the choice is not given to them. I just want the choice. If I choose to stay home, it's fine. But I want to have choice. Mm, okay, I hear you. Um, so with that in mind, are there some things then that you would consider that you would want to do or accomplish before having a baby? You, I guess for you, you have already said your stance is not having them. But even if you think hypothetically from this perspective, is it that now you have to reach a certain point in your career before you consider having children? If, if that's the goal, like what do you guys think? Yeah, for me, I don't think it would be necessarily a step in a career. Um, it would be more uh, from a financial standpoint. Mm. Like I would want certain financial goals or whatever do you have a number in your head yeah i do okay i do 10 million dollars yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it is not that high lottery Uh, or nothing (laughs) please yeah finances need to be in check Mm. to a point where and you know if you know anything about my husband Mm. he's the numbers guy I'm sure that guy has a spreadsheet about the year you can afford children for sure, if ever. Not one, three. A hundred percent. He's done some financial 100%. modeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how two type A personalities ended up together. A lack of dead spreadsheet. But we get it. Don't worry. Just so you know, until that number is achieved, 
Wanjiko is not having children unless they're accidental. <laughs> if she ever has them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, financial. Financial is valid. How about you, Galani? Um, for me, it's a partner. That would be my primary thing. Right now, it's I feel like my person might convince me that I can have a child. They'll work hard, really so hard. Also, they must be so cute because I really have to consider if I want to carry their like, genes in me, you know, for 10 months. That's a long time mm. to not eat sushi. So I'm like... And they are hair tight. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you worth me not eating sushi and drinking vodka? Are you cute enough for that for 10 months? But honestly, my first thing is a partner. That, that would be my main consideration because that comes in whether it's financial whether it's because i know on my on my money now all i can do is travel with oscar okay that's the greatest thing <laughs> you're wrong guy <laughs> across the globe also but i'm um, like that's all that my consideration would be so i think the partner would be yeah. important mm. yeah. You yeah okay i think for me um I think I would want to do a little bit more emotional work um, on myself. I don't really know that you're ever like healed to a certain capacity, but I think by, you know, like what Chico was saying, when you're bringing someone into this world and what I was saying before about like not making decisions on the basis of being jaded or, and I think I'm okay in that sense, but um, I think if I was considering having children, I would go back to therapy specifically with that in mind, you know, um, as a goal to process what that looks like. I f- for, for me, financial is also a big part, especially now when I've started to open up my mind to maybe being a single parent or the possibility of that happening. Yeah, so I think for me, finances is also like a key consideration. I still don't feel like, I, I I don't have a number in mind uh, or like a ceiling where I feel like now when I hit this, it means I'm okay. Because I also kind of believe that God provides for children. You know, you know how it's an African saying of, you know, a child comes with their plate in that That's sense. That's like styrofoam in my ears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? what size is the plate? Is it a bowl? Is it metal? <laughs> Does it have a dip? Can it hold soup? Or are we talking like a saucer? Yeah. What is that? You know. So so I think it's a balance in the sense that I don't feel like I have to have their college fund secure before I have them, but um there there are financial considerations. I think other than that, all these other things I think can be done with kids. I really feel I wouldn't want to stop the other things that I feel are important to me, whether that's like travel or like, I was going to say hiking, but I don't know if I'm that into hiking yet, you know, (laughs) you know, but just like, I wouldn't want my lifestyle to change that dramatically in that sense that there are some things I have to do before, um, a child comes, I would hope that my goals and ambitions can still be met while being a mom. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, this was something, Gadoni, you triggered also in my thought. You said, you said, um, 
you don't want to bear the children. So I want to hear from you guys. Like you, when your partner, you want to be able to be like this child of yours that I'm carrying. And you said some pretty things about genetics, hair and stuff. What are your thoughts about like adoption and, you know, just alternative paths to parenthood? When I was young, I wanted to adopt. Let me tell you the, the dream I had, okay, guys? After I've had my child at 30, I was going to adopt. But I wasn't just going to adopt one child. I was going to be like, you know how white people adopt people of color? I was just going to be very in, in politically incorrect. But, you know, I was ready to adopt a white child. I was going to go. I wanted my house to look like a rainbow. You Angelina Jolie? Yeah, I wanted to be Angelina, where it's like, this child is Asian, this one is white. This one, but then, so that when I go to the supermarket and the white kid says, mom, and I rock up, people are like, she's kidnapped the baby. She's a kidnapper. It was a really my great joy of mine. But guys, Angelina. I had thought, I, I had said I'll have three babies. Then in my head, I was going to adopt four. Where was I going to keep seven children? Hey, I'd even forgotten. Hey, me of the youth was really quite a dramatic babe. Well, me, I had but been I feel like to have seven. Right. Hey. Seven is a good number. It's the number what? one. Praise the Lord. But can never be me. Right now, the thought of it, I think adoption is an amazing thing to do. I think it would be really cute. But it goes back to my thing of I'm not doing it alone. So if me and my person adopt adoptions, how we are doing it. Though, here's the crazy thing, okay, guys. The thing that fascinates me about parenthood or children is that the, the thing that I always wanted is to be pregnant, okay? I'm more afraid of raising the child than the pregnancy. So I feel like I'm at a point. <laughs> like, face is yeah, saying is something a, else. But like that's the thing that used to fascinate me. The pregnancy yeah. is the worst part. So for me, the idea of something like moving in me or being able to, like that connection is what that used to Hell no. So sometimes I feel like I would be up to being a surrogate mother and I give mm-hmm. birth and then give your child because then the responsibility of raising the child that gives me the anxiety is not my job. But the thing that fascinates me about the child, I will have gone through the process. You know what I mean? So, so interesting. That's the thing also. I'm like, should I be a surrogate mom? Though people say, if it's your first child, you might decide to kidnap them. I'm sure there are movies on that. <laughs> so that's like a battle I have. But I yeah, feel like pregnancy is a surrogate thing for should me. be. A mother already, yeah. Allegedly, T, Beyonce and Jay-Z have a surrogacy farm. What? That's all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to be tracked. Google yeah. it if you want to know more about it. DM me if you want to talk about it. Let's go. What you saying? Ooh. And they made millions on it. Ooh. But Oh, what you only made. Anyway. Well. Wow. <laughs> Personally, personally, I've always been for adoption. I'll tell you how my journey went. Eh? I'm about to stop listening to you just to Google the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah. anyway, I'll tell you guys afterwards. Let me tell you, TikTok had me in a hole. Deep. <laughs> Those black holes for TikTok are the best, though. <laughs> anyway, 
So personally, I've always been for adoption. Um, when I was growing up, something that mom always did because I grew up by myself, um, she always used to take me to like orphanages during um, breaks and stuff like that, just to volunteer and to help people and to also just play with the kids because there were a lot of kids around my age as well. Um, so I always grew up like wanting adoption. And knowing that if I was going to have kids, at least one of my kids would be adopted. Um, and then as I grew, I went from my first child will be the adopted one. Mm -hmm. Because like when I was still in the process of like, I'm going to have kids, my first child was going to be adopted. And I remember even telling mom that and she was like, what? Why would you want that or whatever? But like I, in my in my mind, the thought process was, um, I feel like adopted kids always feel like they're second to whatever if they're the child that comes in to the home. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I feel like if the adopted child was there first and then I had my own, um, they would know that they were special and wanted. You know what I mean? Chosen. I don't know. In in my mind, it made sense. Mm. Chosen, yeah. In my mind, it made sense. But even now, like when I think about like in the future or whatever, if ever I have children or decide to have children or whatever, I still am very much for um adoption. adoption. Okay. But mm. something that I haven't mentioned, I've only talked about like me not wanting children. Um to give birth or whatever I or the 18 year commitment or lifetime commitment <laughs> that's too much after 18 I'm out there's no warranty yeah anyway my I don't live like that if it doesn't have warranty I don't want it <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway um fostering kids has always been something that I've thought mm -hmm. about um once me and Christian, I feel like are more stable with our careers and everything. Once I figure out my path or whatever, I feel like fostering would be a good thing because there's already a lot of children who are or in the world already. They exist. You know what I mean? And why not take care of the things that are already hey, the things. children? <laughs> children. <laughs> God damn. Lord. Lord, Lord. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> Why not take care of what is already here, then bringing in? I have a question for something you. that doesn't need to be here on your fostering and adoption. Yeah, would you go for a younger child? Are you like zero five to zero to five, or are you more like uh ten to fifteen, or are you like fifteen to eighteen? Like, what would your what is your? I'm name? more of like a twelve to eighteen. Mm. Is there a particular because? I taught high school mm. and I think I was very good at it. And I think I really impacted some kids who have been through shit. Mm. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I feel like it will make me emotional. Because like those kids are actually going through real life stuff. You know what I mean? Like more than we have gone through. And I feel like those are the kids that really, really have my heart. I'm not going to say need the most help, but personally, I do feel like that. But those are the ones that have my heart. Okay. Mm. Yeah, Mew, what, what are your thoughts? 
Well, um, I also was always going to adopt. That's always been in my plan for life. Um, of course, now when I was talking about being a single mom, I was like, I think adoption even is clearer. Um, and oh, you're not going to go and trap a man? She has a hot water bottle, remember? You guys are so rude. She really does. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to give back to silicone. <laughs> <laughs> then that will for sure be the eat that is being dropped. We'll drop it. <laughs> um. So I hadn't even thought about Chico's perspective of uh, an adopted child feeling um chosen or wanted for them to be your first. Um. But I also agree that there are also many children in the world currently who need, you know, so even if you're thinking about it from a climate change and environmental sustainability point of view and overpopulating the world, there are already people in, (laughs) there are already people, the population is already, yeah, actually I was at an event this week where they were talking about that the projected population in africa in 2050 is going to be 2.5 billion um and at that time it's going to be higher than india and and china combined which is so wild if you consider how we're already like fighting for resources currently anyway that's okay. the tangent the average age for us is 19 well in europe it's in the 40s we'll just move to europe and take over the houses that they have built thank you <laughs> Okay, yeah. so, but out of that tangent, I'm basically saying that there are already children in this world that need love, care, and concern. So that is an avenue for me. But um, I think I used to block myself from thinking about having my own children based on my age, um, based on like the prognosis of my doctors or, you know, like uh, being perimenopausal, whatever the case may be. But I also feel like science has developed to the place where you can have children whenever. I mean, like Janet Jackson is the on my wall uh, role model for that. You know, you can have your babies at 50. You can have your babies at 60. I mean, like people have babies when they have babies. So um, in that sense, I don't feel like that time pressure I think surrogacy for me would be an option if if I even couldn't carry for myself. Um, I think I'm very open to alternative, general alternative paths. What I haven't thought about is foster care. And I don't know that there's a foster care system in Kenya. That would be some good um, research to look into. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they must be because we have a version of CPS. I mean, Child Protective Services. I guess it's just not as pronounced. Yeah, and the unfortunate part is right now in America, the problem, the issue is like a lot of people, because the government pays you a stipend Mm -hmm. for having children, um, you have a lot of people, there's a bunch of weird people in this world who just use it as an opportunity to abuse children. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's sad, like a lot of people will run away from Exactly. Be- benefit for the government um, financially, but mistreat the children at the house. So, yeah, it's just been it's been a thing. And you know what? A lot of adoption also comes out of fostering because think about fostering dogs. You want to tell me this German Shepherd came into your house for two weeks and you're going to give it back? Nope. 
no, you'll adopt it. Same thing with the children. I think it's your heart that's telling you that. There are some people who are like, thank you for the time of this dog in my house. I want to return it now. It's dug up my plant. I don't want it anymore. Can I get a shoot through? Yeah, you're I want right. a small right. dog now. Because that's also the thing. I feel you're like good. <laughs> thank you. Because then always brings us back down to us. Yeah, I'm like in the right. care system. I feel like some people are also like, is it um, this one I want us to trade with. <laughs> like, right. I even TikTok that there's a thing for rehoming. So there's like a boy who's oh God, so rude. They make the children walk like in a catwalk, and you're told like you know how genuinely like how that's America. God help people. How you can read out this child is 18 years old. They are an A student. They are like genuinely how you put out a thing for an ad for like a house. This is what they do. They make the children walk, and it's called rehoming. It happens in certain states. And, like, it's that thing of, I adopted a child, I don't want them anymore. I take them to this thing. And there are people there who are looking for a child. So they come and read, like, does this child fit? They have curly hair. They are five years old. They do not have any, like, that. Giving and the children. And the no, children honestly, let me just tell you. Walk up and down, like, they dress up. They walk up and down, like, they're being paraded. And then there's a boy. There's a boy who was being shown, and this was his third one. Because every time he goes, the home doesn't want him, so they bring him back. He gets into another home. After like three weeks, they're like, we don't want him anymore. But this poor baby is like 16. He's been in this system from like, and I'm telling you. the foster care system, and now he's just doing rehoming. It's like they're just doing ping pong with babies for out, come back, okay, next, like that. It's wild. This country is crazy. I don't know if I was just too naive growing up in Kenya or like the only thing that you'd ever hear like of happening to children maybe is like rape. You know what I mean? But out here, Sidri, abductions and whatever and whatever. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, how did we get to this point? Crazy. Anyways. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, when you talk about like surrogacy, mm-hmm. um, have you thought about like, a father i know gadani has talked about like having a man but like are you open to like a sperm bank or do you have like someone in your life who you would want to be the father or Trapanica. what's the vibe i said trapanica <laughs> no um so i mean i think, I think the... no i have no offers <laughs> If you'd like um, to offer our so, DMs are open. Gavani, please. Can I answer the question? I'm sorry, I'm done. Before you sell my whole uterus. This girl, it's like you're renting, you're rehoming my my reproductive <laughs> system. <an> Hello. <laughs> so crazy. I can't um, profile. So, you want me to make that? No, thank you. Uh <laughs> So I think, I mean, the the goal or the, 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 not the goal, but like the ideal would be to have a partner, get married and then have a baby. But if I did go the surrogacy route, I think a sperm bank would be the direction I would go in. I know that things get infinitely complicated when um, you have someone in your life who even offers or, you know, you hear all these stories of someone who is willing to give you the child that you've always wanted and, you know, you have 
rules about it, even sign agreements. And then, you know, five years down the line, the same way you are talking about the German Shepherd, you're suddenly like, okay, I want to know my child. I want to be in their life, you know, that kind of thing. So I think for me, it would be a sperm bank just for the neatness and tidiness of the thing. Um, You're not scared after our father? Is that what that thing was called on Netflix? (laughs) Yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, the thing I'm realizing and even as we have this conversation is it doesn't matter what the case is, like there are risks, whichever way you look at it, you know, there's going to be pros and cons, however you look at it. So, um, I mean, yeah, you can also decide you still want to have a child the natural way with a partner, with, with a husband, and then you have, you know, uh, a situation where they pass away, like Gavani was saying, or, you know, I think life, there's, there's, even as we plan and think about these things, yeah, divorce, there's, there's things that life happens sometimes in ways that you uh, do not anticipate and you just got to roll with the punches, man. So I guess for me, it's it's just to keep a positive, I, I try to keep a positive spin or energy on this aspect of parenting, whether that's biologically or otherwise. I have a question in wrapping up. Um, If you guys had children, what boundaries do you think you would put in place when it comes to like extended family? Hmm. That's a great question. Mine would be more not for my child. It would be how extended family treats my child. So it's that thing of, I'll give an example. I have a friend whose daughter was hung out with her grandmother and the grandmother was like, give me a hug. And she was like, not right. I'd, I'd like right now. That's no. You know what I mean? Like the child had put a boundary on their thing and it's her mother was hurt. You know, that thing of, so you make her hug me and she's like, I can't make her hug you. You know what I mean? Because it's that thing of when we were growing up, there was no, it was hug your auntie. Your uncle, uh, they've come, do this. I feel like my thing would be more allowing my children to determine how people treat them and then being the supportive version of whatever the boundary they have set is. Because I don't want it to also become that I'm the one who created, quote-unquote, a dictatorship. This is how we shall work. So I feel like I'd allow my child to guide me. It's I'll teach my child what it is. This is what you have options on. This is how you can do this. If you say no, it's no. So then if my child tells you no, don't come to me to be like, but you're a child. I'm going to be like, but they said no, so, bro. Just no, and that's just it. So I'll use them to guide me on the boundaries whatever they decide yeah that plays a very that brings a very interesting um dynamic of like feeling parents feeling respected versus um teaching your kids um boundaries which the africans are not ready for that conversation <laughs> about so fast, even though Gadani has answered that question, I'm like, I think I might have a niece or nephew in my future. Even though you started this conversation being like, I will not, I don't want children. You know, like there's, there's like a vibe there you're giving that's like 
it's a possibility. She needs a man who ride, ride, ride. <laughs> she needs a man who be yeah, her life. She needs a man who rides all night. She needs a man in her life. No, but I use the same boundary for my friend's children. I know there's like nephew who like if I come to say hi to your child and you're like hug Tata and the child doesn't want to, I'll be like, please leave the child alone. We'll figure out our relationship on our own time. So it's not even just my offspring. I want to bust your bubble. But like even yours, if if as much as <laughs> there's video evidence of what you've done. In as much as the um it's just respecting that boundary even of your children. If your child is like, I am as your sister, if the child is like, I'm not hugging you, Tata, I'll just be like, Okay, it's fine, you know. I think I would take a wait and see approach. Um, I believe that from an extended family perspective, I think the people in our family, I don't doubt that they would love my child. I think the boundaries would be more significant for me, uh, not necessarily for my child. I think with my child, it would be as things go, you know. Um, and I think also pretty early in life, uh the child goes where you go. So if you're in a situation where you feel uncomfortable in certain areas or you're not sure that someone will respect, not even boundaries, you know, I, I don't know, like if you say your child is has gluten allergies and then someone still feeds them chapel, you know, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there are situations like that of, you know, like shoshos overstepping in love, but still just like, if we don't eat that at the house, we don't eat that at the house. But I feel like that's a situation of tackling it as you go rather than preempting. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. if I'm not comfortable being in your environment or your space, or you treat me a certain way, then maybe I'll be a little wary about how you would treat my child and maybe not want them to be in that environment. I think it's a trust and credibility thing. So if I believe that you have good intentions um, and you're willing to respect, I mean, like, I really don't mind. I, Yeah, I think sometimes with those kinds of boundaries is to build them as you go. Of course, there's the general ones of if bedtime is this time, it's this time. And of course, grandparents even still will refuse your things. But then it's just to be like, okay, so you can only have the child in the afternoon then, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Um, or Yeah, so I, I don't know that I have preemptive ones. That's fair. I don't think I have any preemptive ones yet either because I just feel like I am still in the stage of building my boundaries mm. when it comes to everyone. Mm. Um, so there's no point of bringing in a child. First of all, there's no, there's no point of bringing in a child into a situation when you're still trying to figure out what the boundaries are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just don't feel like it's it's not fair yeah and i think it's not fair in this world even outside of um ex, ex what did we call it? extended family there's even people that they will meet like in school or in in church or you know wherever they go that will have different perspectives from them so part of it could be strengthening that perspective you know like how we have maybe some relatives who believe like tattoos mean that you're going to hell and they've taught that to their children and that's all well and good 
But I'm like, as you teach your child, you give them a different perspective. And when they go into the world, they'll probably meet kids who believe the same thing as them and others who don't. Um, and I guess this is where now you develop your own values and principles and decisions on how you want to govern your life. So there's only so much sheltering as well that you can do. Um, yeah, and it's not also even just like trying to um, curate how things would go. It's more just like right now, if something happens that either one of us is unhappy with, there's still some difficult conversations that we're not willing to have or bring up with our parents about certain things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if I don't feel strong enough right now or I haven't necessarily like healed something there um I'm not going to bring a child into that situation yet because I know the boundaries that I would set would not be fair they would be based on my hurt and not necessarily for the child I think that's my greatest fear on creating a boundary for other people is that I'd use my own bias to form my child's boundary and I don't want to have to influence any of their relationships. So for example, with our family, there are certain people who I have like, I don't talk to this person. That person might get along with my child. You know, I don't want my lack of relationship with that person to affect how my child might have something that they can gain from. And right now I don't know that I'm adult enough for that so maybe that's a thing i'd have to go into therapy for when i have a child if <laughs> I have a child <laughs> so that then um i can consciously be aware of where is where does my boundary start and there's like is this my bias or is it a boundary yeah. that protects them mm. yeah true 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 I think that's where the conversation ends, um, but we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, actually, it would be really nice to hear from some parents, especially, um, you know, like what were some of your considerations um, going into being parents? Um, and even after having the first, going into the second, like uh, are some of the things we're saying, things that you thought about, um, and if you're also still not a parent like us, we'd love to hear your thoughts on some of the things we shared. Kazani, where oh, you can feel they find us? It. Also, that part. I'm just like, okay. yeah, because I know some people who don't own children. Anyway, where you can find us is on all social media platforms at OKKIASI. That's O-K-A-Y-K-I-A-S-I, right? like a boss. You can also write us an email at OKKIASI at gmail.com. You can send us voice notes. Also. You can do everything. We are here for you. I'll be there for you because we are friends. Thank you. If you've gotten this far, we really appreciate you and we thank you for doing so. We would not be where we are in this podcast game without you. Um, as always, I'm Shiko. And I'm Gadoni. This has been OK Kiasi. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.